it was Perron and Condry that initially got into it. Condry gave him a little bit of a shot. Bushnevich gives him a cross check from the back. When he gets up, Perron's right there to meet him. And a lot of words exchanged on the bench. And you kind of had the feeling this was going to elevate. David Perron falls on the Logan O'Connor, he scores a huge goal in the first period to tie it 1-1. New hook with an assist on Here that. Here comes Condry and he scores! A one-goal lead for Colorado. They've been pressing. And it's Nazem Condry once again. What the hell is Carl I my friends say I should have my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Welcome back, everyone. It's it's the final hours now. The Blues season is <laughs> drawing to a close. And we are here on a lovely uh, Tuesday for me, evening for Ian. Still stuck on Monday, but um, I wish I wasn't. <laughs> I want to apologize off the top uh, if I sound a little tinnier. I uh, left my my dongle at work today. And I looked at it as I left and I thought, you better pack that because you need that for the podcast. And apparently that brain thought didn't translate to hand action. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to find that on my desk tomorrow morning and feel like a real fool. But you know what? I'm, we've been making so much money with this podcast, Ian, I think I can afford a second dongle. It will put us distinctly in the red. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That $18 investment will cripple this podcast, but we'll make it anyway. Um, did the abs just score again? Of course, they did. Nah, it looked like they might, but no, it's six wasn't they did. They oh, they did. Oh, okay. Cadre got, I, uh, Cadre got four, I believe. Oh, man. Oh, no, no, it's wrong. You know, I gotta tell you though, this this Cadre game did really uh game busters for my uh. My fantasy team, yeah. And you know how occasionally we'll talk about those weird facts in history that are like, you know, actually we're closer to the moon landing than the moon landing was to the Civil War or whatever. <laughs> that one, I guess, makes sense. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. we're, we're closer to the Civil War than, you know, whatever. But um, today during the game, after I was deeply depressed they mentioned that Mika Rontanen and Billy Huso were on the same world junior team and I was just like no because <laughs> <laughs> like Mika Rontanen's been in the league for 17 years <laughs> and uh Billy Huso is a child feel that way. in any case uh you know I really wish I really I really wish the Blues hadn't rallied at all in this game Mm-hmm. Um, because this was an embarrassing, embarrassing performance by this team from start to finish, save for maybe a five minute stretch at the end of the second half. They didn't even come out with that much fire in the third. Mm-hmm. They weren't looking that dangerous. They didn't have any momentum. It wasn't like on that Edmonton game where they had the six goal comeback and looked like they were about ready to kill somebody at the start of the third. No. No, we just looked like um, we looked, looked like a bunch of school children. We looked like we were, you know, teenagers who weren't getting their way and were crying to the rest and trying to beat up the our younger brother Nazem Kadri when the parents weren't looking and being caught repeatedly. And um, you know, I, I think I tweeted this thought, but like it's. It's reminiscent in kind of a bizarre world way of like the hand pass game where the hand pass was a clear injustice that was done to the blues by the officials. Mm-hmm. And um, we took our lumps and we walked, skated off the ice and everybody said the right thing. And we knuckled down. And I think you mentioned last time, we didn't look that good in the, in the immediately following game, but we got a win. And then we mm-hmm. dominated the last two games of the series and we won the series. This is like the exact opposite where, first of all, we talked about it last time. Um, I don't think there actually was an injustice done here. Um, and then, you know, we'll obviously we'll talk more at length, I'm sure, about 
the stuff that came out about Kadri, um, you know, and the threats he was receiving. Uh, we'll probably talk about that after the bulk of the game and then the Baruby comments in the press conference today. But then there were the other players who were like, oh, he definitely knows what he is doing. That's a terrible play and that's a dirty play. And, and like he was in our head and we talked about it last game. The moment that happened, this series turned on a dime and it, it wasn't just um, Bennington being gone as important as he is. It was a meant, it was a complete mental shift and this team lost its marbles and it came in today and they were angry. They had six shots halfway through the game. Uh, lucky that one of those shots was a goal to make it look more competitive than it should have been. Um, and the minute Nazem Kadri scored, we just broke again. We just, we just fell apart again. And, and we saw the two penalties, which honestly, you know, Peron missed the elbow, which is another thing we can talk about um, after the Kadri goal. But uh, I'm taking notes here because we didn't actually take notes, but I'm just mentioning some things I want to zoom in on. But um, Peron missed that. And then, you know, he made sure to get his come up. And that, that double minor is one of the worst, worst hockey decisions I've ever watched. And it was so... <laughs> predictable like as it was happening you saw you you were thinking yeah we're yeah this is right this feels correct (laughs) um i've rambled on a lot what are your what are your initial thoughts before we try to give some semblance of structure to this yeah before we kind of dive in and take it moment by moment like this team just unraveled and unraveled in like the worst way possible to like we've seen as blues fans lots of series where the Blues didn't get their way and they were, you know, the worst of the two teams and you're just, you're just sad that it goes that way. You know, they played the Sharks in 2016 in the Western Conference Final and they, they were kind of banged up and just not good enough and they didn't win and they went up two games and nothing against the Kings or the, the Blackhawks and then lose four in a row and you're like, ah, such a, you know, this is so annoying. This team sucks. You know, I can't believe it. But like this team this year, in this game went out of its way to like lose the game, taking nothing away from the avalanche because they, they played a great game, another great road game. When you have a player get a hat trick, how can you not have a good game? But I, the blue, like you have to take that adversity and run with it and put it behind you. Like they said they were going to do. And, and they, and they, they just did the complete opposite. Did they um, say that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Peron even. And then we're like, oh, yeah, you know, we got to focus on today's game. That's the only reason I would even excuse Baruby, like, not saying anything about the the death threats that Kadri said and saying, you know, saying what he said, which was no comment. It's like, well, I guess, you know, he's just trying to be a coach and focus on today's game. And I get that he wasn't the players out there, but still, like, it was a complete, it was complete 180 from everything we talked about. And a complete, yeah, it's the antithesis of how they responded to the hand pass. And it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it's like when they lost all those other series, I was sad to be a Blues fan, but not like embarrassed. I was like, oh, I'm just so sad that this team is this way. Oh, well, I'll root for them again sort of thing. But, like, tonight I'm, like, embarrassed, man. Not, not only from their play, but also just their overall literal response um, and, like, all the shenanigans, shenanigans and stuff. Like, and I can kind of cut it in two, right? It's, like, it's just shenanigans, but then it's also, like, we, we can talk about it a little bit later, too, but it's, like, players being complete and absolute ghosts in this series. And even, and even quite honestly, a lot of the Minnesota series, too. And it's just, like, the the two things we had going for us all season long was we had depth scoring and like the goaltending both from, you know, Bennington had a rough patch, but then Huso was good. Um, and then Bennington got better too. So it was like goaltending super duper offensive depth. Now we have Perron O'Reilly, Cairo and Tarasenko and Spurt scoring. And that's being generous. And we have, a, we don't have Bennington and we have Swiss cheese. Uso. So like, it's literally like, and our defense is just as yeah. bad as it's ever been. I mean, so our, it's like entire, we're the worst version of this team. Our entire team is um, Peron and O'Reilly. And I guess Cairo to some extent, but 
you know, without those two guys, we're bounced in the first round easily. I don't know what has happened to the rest of this team mm -hmm. just on a, on a hockey level. And then I'll, uh, we can, you know, come back to some of the other off ice issues. Cause I think it makes sense to start with those, but like, if if the cadre stuff wasn't so central in this game, mm -hmm. we'd be asking questions about where's Robert Thomas and where's Ivan Barbashev just looks lost out there. He's doing way too much. Um, <laughs> he's got to do less. But you got to do something. <laughs> but you can't do just be boogie boarding out there. Yeah. Um, Buchnevich got it, quote unquote, got a goal today, but. Um, but not really. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of bounced of, off the shaft of his stick. I could have got that goal today. He really sullied it. Um, but um, yeah, Robert Thomas. I think the biggest example. He's just been pretty much um, a, a disappearing act. We talked about Braden Shen last time. Um, that's all been bad. But let's let's rewind a bit and let's take it from last game um, and you know, kind of go from there. Obviously we talked at length. You can hear our whole breakdown. If you haven't about the Bennington hit, um, neither of us really think it truly was a malicious play by Kadri. Obviously where we are in the distinct minority in St. Louis and that's fine. Uh, I would say we're in the majority everywhere else, um, but uh, you know, it, that's fine. I get why people are upset, but um Immediately after the game, several players criticized Kadri. I remember, I think, Karan and Shin and, and Bortuso were all among them basically saying, you know, he knows exactly what he's doing there. That's clearly an intentional play. And and Barubi was made maybe the loudest voice, uh, you know, involved saying something to the effect of a player like that with his reputation, you know, and basically kind of leaving it open-ended because he didn't want to get fine or suspended or, or anything like that. But, you know, basically saying you, you have to assume that's intentional because it's not on Cotter, which is kind of the argument we were making last time. It's like, that's exactly why you don't assume it's intentional or like, that's exactly, I guess, better said that is exactly why people are assuming it's intentional, but that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't necessarily, um, you know, justify that conclusion. Um, but then, you know, the real, the real disgusting part of it all is all the, um, you know, reports that came out that Kadri was facing racist comments and um, death threats that, you know, were as we're asking the police to take a look at. And I'm not, you know, obviously involved in any of that. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything explicitly racist or um, any death threats personally, but, you know, I think, uh, I think that, my my having seen or not seen them doesn't really matter. I assume that they're happening and that this isn't some sort of large conspiracy to help Nazem Kadri out, you know. So um, I think we've tweeted our thoughts pretty succinctly on that. Absolutely, you know, shameful if if racist comments or or death threat comments are are being directed towards Kadri. You know, honestly, not that it should. That would be shameful like last year with the Justin Falk hit. That would have been shameful then. Um, and, it, and in that case, you know, he's actively making a decision to try and hurt a player. Um, in this case, it's at least arguable that he is not. Uh, and you're still hitting him with that kind of stuff. And uh, to me, it's just, you know, it's truly, truly embarrassing for our fan base. And I think it's a small segment of our fan base that would ever dip to those levels. But if it exists at all i hope it's rooted out and eradicated i don't know you have anything right. to add about all that i mean like i think i think the issue obviously is like getting that you know based comments around trivial scottery no matter what he did on ice um is wrong and no matter what he does period it's just wrong and like and it sucks and yeah there's a small hopefully a small uh group within the blues fan base and yeah we don't obviously want them around anymore anyways. I think what's become annoying is, yeah, folks that are like, well, I, you know, kind of like you were saying, there's people that are out there like, well, I don't see it. And I just don't think that's, that's happening. And that's, it 
couldn't possibly happen. It's like there's, there's racists everywhere. There's definitely in your fan base or in like every fan base. And the fact of the matter is you just wanted to hear someone like Ruby. Um, I think Braun actually did say some stuff about basically being like, well, yeah, that's obviously not okay or whatever. But like you want Ruby who basically said no comment to it to at least just be like, yeah, you know, we don't, you know, racism, we don't want that in our in our game. And we also don't need like death threats, you know, just a game or whatever. And we're and we're focused and then you can go right into and we're focusing on today's game or blah blah blah. But it's like just to have no comment, just kind of like bleh. especially when it's like credited threats and stuff. We're like, yeah, the St. Louis Police Department is looking into this. It's like that's your city's police department. I don't know. I just, like I said, I think his only good excuse is the fact that they're, he is a hockey coach and he's trying to focus on the game. It's like, okay, man, but just something, anything. And yeah, it's, it's ugly. I think people, I think people in this fan base or any fan base can sometimes take that a little personally. Like you'll see Avs fans will be like, you know, we don't like these racist comments. And then you'll see Blues fans be like, we're not, we're not, I'm not making, you know, we're not making racist comments. I'm like, yeah, you're not, but somebody <laughs> is. And when they're saying like that, or they say Blues fans, I, I get it's really easy to be like, not all Blues fans. It's like, yeah, relatively obviously. This is Twitter and there's not that much mm-hmm. like decorum. You know, you're not going to asterisk on everything. Like, yes, they don't mean you. Like, so it's okay. So <laughs> you can, you can set this one out. Um, but I, yeah, I think that whole thing just put like just a nasty feel on it. Like you're already, as a Blues fan, you're already like pretty depressed that Bennington's injured. Whether you know whether or not Kadri on purpose, we've already said we don't think it's on purpose. But either way, you're you're just sad that he's not in in the game anymore um, and out of the series. So that's yeah. And then you stack this on top of it, and you're like, so I'm already sad that Bennington's out, and now. There's like racist comments towards Kadri, and you're just like, this just feels gross. You just, I, I don't know if you felt like me, but I almost felt kind of like overwhelmed to the point of like shut down. I'm just like, okay, I, 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 I want to care. I want to care about the series, but it's like very hard to when you're kind of already like, we're not gonna. We I didn't plan on us winning, and now Bennington's out, so I really don't think we're gonna win. And now mm-hmm. we have people hurling comments at one of the other opposing players and I just want this done and over because this feels gross and you know how we feel about it as a fan is a lot less important than how you know Kadri feels or, or folks like that feel but it's like just from our my perspective I'm just like this is isn't something I want anymore mm-hmm. um, and then that just kind of <laughs> that kind of uh manifested itself in this game where I was like you know they scored a goal and I was like oh okay I'm kind of back in the hockey again and then literally everything else happened after that first blues goal and I'm like yeah yeah no thanks I think I need the offseason like seriously I'm like just give me the offseason so I can like purge my brain of Mm -hmm. today's game the events around this like and I just don't want it anymore. Yeah, I think I think if you had given me the choice this morning um, between watching the series and seeing the Blues try to fight back, or just erasing it and pretending it, moving on to the third round, you know, basically. Um, I think I would have taken move. I would would have taken. I would have just said erase it. We're done. Um, and and I know we are not. You know we're not well known for our optimism on the Two Gun Cup podcast. Um, but as you alluded to, it was just a different feeling. It was like it wasn't like I was sad or depressed or anxious. I was just like sick to my stomach over it. It's like you know, first of all, we've lost Bennington, um, and that sucks for a whole host of reasons that go beyond just, you know, um, he's not on the ice anymore, but also he was playing some of his best hockey and what does it mean for next season? And um, we will have plenty of time to ask all those questions, um, you know, in, in future episodes, but like <sighs> the Cadre stuff is just, it's so gross and it's so, I, how, you know, you know, we've had this conversation before, and it's kind of comedic and I don't, I don't mean to make light of this, but like, 
you know, we've talked about it where it's like, how can you be a murderer? Like, how can you kill someone? Like, we don't like in our heads because we're saying irrational people, I, we can't process like how one could do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I feel the same way about racism and like, I'm not denying that it exists or making light of it in any way, but it's just like, it's 2022 people like stop. Just, mm-hmm. just don't just don't just stop just like it's not you're not clever you're not funny you're not edgy you're not cool you're not the first guy to think oh oh cool muslim cadre a terrorist because he has a muslim background like you're not the first you're not the thousandth it's boring it's basic you're a loser you're a schmuck stop it and cut it out and if you if you're i i just I just, I don't like making blanket statements. So I will say 99% of the time, if someone calls you a racist and your response is to say, I wasn't being a racist. I was just that probably, I'm not saying you are a racist to your soul, but probably whatever you said, shouldn't have said it. You know? <laughs> I'm not racist, but and it's like, oh boy. It's like oh, I, boy. I saw a couple that were like, well, I'm not calling, and you know, I'm so, I'm not trying to perpetuate this terminology, but just to give the example, it's like I'm I'm calling him a terrorist because of his play on the ice, not because of his ethnic background. I'm like, yeah, dude, sure, sure. <laughs> Read the room. Okay. You, oh, you my called God. Brad Marchand that six times a year, you know, or whatever. It's just whatever. It's the first, so, it's the first thing that comes to mind. Speaking of which, though, Kadri did say, I saw this, uh, Kadri on today's hat trick performance, following threats and messages he's been getting. He said, I know that doesn't reflect every fan in St. Louis, but for those who hate, this was for them. And I was like, yeah, man, see, I like, I, I feel very weird because I get Kadri's head like, you know, he had that hit on Falk last year, inexcusable. We, we got uh, dealt with it. He was, he got suspended, right? Um, he has he's had a bunch of stuff in his in his past too i get that but like mm-hmm. so i want to my monkey brain is like any hurt bennington i don't like this guy mm-hmm. but then i see him say these things and i'm like guys i don't i know blue spans i get it you're like this guy i don't like him but my brain's like i'm sorry but even what he said was nice he was like hey it's not all st louis fans you know it's just this is for the people that you know are essentially racist so it's like Man, how can, what am I supposed to do? Be like, eh, but you know, you didn't get that fourth goal, so fuck them. Like, also, I don't like, know. I'm just root for the guy. I'm sorry. In a weird way, I'm not rooting against the blues, but it's like it's it's a nice story, honestly. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Also, like, you know, imagine being the only Muslim man in hockey. Like, I'm sure there are others that I'm either not aware of or not thinking of, but like by and large Hmm. imagine being the most visible person representing your ethnic group your religion your race your gender in hockey imagine imagine the pressure that puts on you and then and and like like you said i think the monkey brain phrase is perfect for it i don't want to be sitting here defending nazim kadri at no point if you'd asked me before this round like hey steven you're going to become the world's biggest nazim kadri defender i would have called you out of your mind i would have said you were insane because i hate players who take it over the line and he's done it over and over and over and over again there's no question about that but in this particular instance i've watched that footage i was a pruder filmed the hell out of this thing <laughs> that dude was not gonna plow into cadre i had a i had a debate with a friend um who i, I respect a lot but i will just say doesn't watch hockey as much as i do um, or no, who does like everybody else is saner than I am. So that's not an <laughs> insult to him, but like, you know, he was talking about basically like, you're telling me that even if Rosen hadn't been there, he wasn't going to plow right into Bennington. And I'm like, yeah, I am telling you that because first of all, if he runs Bennington with no Rosen there and it's Nazem Kadri, he's going to be suspended for his entire frigging life going into a contract year. So yeah, first of all, yes, I am saying that. But secondly, clearly his trajectory is not in that direction. It's very obvious, but I don't even really want to relitigate that. The point is like, I don't care if he had run Bennington on purpose 
racism and death threats are not acceptable. And now we're coming into this game. And, and I really, I was really disappointed by Craig Berube doing the no comment thing. I really, really was disheartened. Mm. I really, there is, you know, I, I wrote what his statement should be on the spot earlier, basically. And all you need to say is like, listen, I was not a fan of the play. I said that last time. I, I think, you know, in my view of it, it was a dirty play that injured our goaltender. However, there's a line in this game and death threats and racial comments are clearly over the line and those don't respect the values of this team. And I don't believe they respect the values of most of this fan base. And so, you know, I have my own grievances with Kadri as a player and what he did on Sunday night, um, Saturday night. Uh, but, you know, that's clearly mm-hmm. over the line. And, and I hope that we cut that out. Like, that's not a hard statement to make. I just improvised that. And I'm not a good public speaker, but like, <laughs> but, you know, and, and I, especially as a guy who I'm going to go out on a limb, I think has probably faced some, some racial discrimination of his own in his day, Craig Berube. Um, you know, it's just a little disappointing not to see that. It's not his, I'm not saying it's his burden to stand up for every, you know, um, minority person or, or, you know, different ethnic background or anything else, but like, that was disappointing and it all put a bad taste into my mouth to the point that I didn't really want to sit down and watch this game, but the blues started it and you know, they, they didn't look good. They had, what was it like three shots at the end of the first or four, but um, O'Reilly scored on the one that counted who so was strong enough in the first period. I don't think he ended up looking all that good in this game, but he was strong enough in the first period. It ended one, nothing. And you thought, well, maybe, maybe we put this behind us. Maybe we um, have turned over a new leaf, um, a Nas leaf, if you will, a Nas leaf, Nazem Kadri. See, um, anyway, that was a Pokemon pun for people who aren't paying attention. And um, what did Nas leaf evolve into? Evolution. Nuzleaf Shiftry. Shiftry is cool because he's like a shifty tree. Um, mm-hmm. Grass Dark. Wow. Grass Dark's a cool combo, though. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a pretty rare typing, I would think. They put dark with everything, though. That's like that's uh, that's like Frank's hot sauce. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, but, uh, you know, early in the second period from the halls of first overall picks gone by the, the blues American nightmare, Eric Johnson, uh, not to be confused with Cody Rhodes, but you know, uh, he scored what I assume is probably like his first goal of the season, maybe his second or third goal of the season. First of the playoffs, probably his first in many playoffs of a real Carl Gunnarsson, Barrett Jackman tech. Well, he had eight this season. Not bad, Eric. And he played 77 games. Wow. You know what, Eric? Bravo for you. I can't even hate you anymore. Um, but it is his first playoff goal since 2018, 19. Excuse me, folks. It's a late night. Um, <laughs> and then right after that, uh, a bad turnover in the neutral zone, I believe, leads to the Cadre goal, which I would say you know, politely is, is not a very good goal for, for Huso to let in. Um, it wasn't a turnover. They want to face off in our zone. And um, somebody, Perunovic, tried to cut the pass out from Kadri in the neutral zone when he shouldn't have. Um, and that became a goal against. So, you know, as soon as Kadri scored, it was pretty much game over. We had uh, we had the um, Taves goal after that. Oh, I should say, after Kadri scores, this video is circulating around the internet. Um I I don't recall a time that a player has ever been suspended or disciplined without contact being made. Um, but if that was ever called for, David Perron's attempt to decapitate Nazem Kadri after he scored, as much as I love David Perron, I think that would be completely justified. Um, that video is wild. Did you have thoughts about that? Yeah, dude. Like That's the thing I was going to say. It's like David Perron our only one of our few goal scorers, one of the few bright spots of this postseason. And then I'm like, dude, you're, you've tainted your bright spot completely. I'm like, oh, God. 
that's a flying elbow. If he connects with that thing, that is, especially the fact that it's him elbowing Kadri in the head, that's like, I mean, that's next game, and that's probably like the first like five games of next season adventure. Like it would have to be. You have to. Like, especially yeah. on a whole other tangent. Like if you're if you're taking headshots seriously and everything, that's gotta be mm-hmm. suspension bar none. And then to like make sure that things don't go wild and then like really drive home a point that you cannot do that retaliatory shit after the whistle. Like mm-hmm. no, man, that's it's that's gross. That like if I've put any put a put Robert Thomas as, as a cadre and put uh any other player from another you know, another team that does that, Blues fans would be flipping out. Yeah, um, and chronological correction, that actually happened after the fourth goal, um, right after Perron came out of the penalty box, which almost makes it worse. That's almost like, you didn't learn, huh, David? (laughs) You didn't didn't learn, um, and, you know, you went immediately TJ Oshied in on Mazum Kadri and tried to kill him again. That was just (laughs) ugly. So, yeah, let's talk about the the double minor. Um, I'm I'm honestly shocked it wasn't a major on um, Perron. I think I think he. I mean, he did a he did a diving cross check tackle. Like, mm-hmm. how could it? I don't. I'm I'm really surprised that that wasn't a more serious penalty. Right. Um, the Bushnevich hit is. I mean, it's it's not great, penalty, but, but that's like, that's two minutes. Yeah. You see it all the time. Literally, Krug did that to somebody earlier this year, and I don't even know if he got anything. Did to like yeah. uh, Michael Bunting or whatever. But Kadri's no, uh, already down from that, and Perron mm-hmm. literally launches himself at him with a cross. I mean, David, David, listen. Dude, you, embarrassing. You've been the only bright spot on this team this postseason, you and O'Reilly, but you're a fully grown ass man dude and it is not your if if and listen if it's your job to get even for the boys or whatever then fucking fight him you throw down at center ice and if nazim kadri doesn't want to do that guess what you don't get to retaliate then that's that's the thing that's the whole thing it, I, oh. <sighs> david Perron is like i love him so much and that was so frustrating to watch and 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 it was just so like on top of it being utterly juvenile and totally preposterous it was additionally so woefully strategically stupid (laughs) you're losing losing the series you're losing the game yeah you're losing three to one in the game and about to be losing three to one in the series and 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 the other team has scored three goals in like two and a half minutes. And you're thinking, you know what? How about a five on three against? That's probably what we need right now. Like, I just. He pulled a cadre. He literally pulled a cadre. He literally red missed it yeah. up and just went, I'm going nuts now. I'm like, yeah. I understand that, um, you know, people get emotional, things happen, bad decisions are made, all that stuff. That that's human life. I get that. But like you gotta control yourself. You gotta prevent that from happening. And um it was just it was tough, tough, tough to watch because I like those guys, I want them to succeed. That was pretty ugly. Um and uh they didn't they miraculously didn't score on the five on three, but they did technically because they scored right as it ended. Perron came back, tried to murder Kadri. Um, and, and I'll also just say, you know, Nazem Kadri is going to get paid, paid, paid this summer. And the man deserves every penny of it. I mean, he will be overpaid by a country mile because he's not a point-per-game goal producer like he has been this year. But, like, the strategic mastery he displayed in this game to just walk on the line the taunt the taunt after that first goal i know you know i respect kurt price and the let's go boys boys a lot i know he said read the room but like no dude man he read the room he he read the room and he played us like a friggin 
fiddle because like mm-hmm. say what you want about his you know you can say oh he's receiving death threats he probably shouldn't antagonize people i'm like on a level you're right but also like he's the one receiving death threats and he can do with them as he wishes i think and what he wished to do was completely get inside our head like a friggin' parasite and he did it immediately i mean the game was over as soon as he scored and taunted us that's the end of the game we fall mm-hmm. apart again we just completely unravel this guy is so deep in our heads now um and just like last year, we'll be, you know, I'm sure we'll be ragdolling him at some point in the regular season next year. And then if we meet the, well, I guess we won't play the Avs. Like he won't play on the Avs. But, you know, if if we meet him again in the playoffs somehow, he'll just do the same thing to us. You know, like the the word to me that that I think of with this team today is fragile. They just look so fragile on the ice out there. They look so pathetic honestly because it it was just it was just a sad display from a team that i thought was more resilient than that i thought they were better than that um and they weren't they weren't they weren't better than that they were fragile fragile very fragile i think it's french (laughs) um it is french indeed hey I think this team is very different from the cup winning team. Like more than half of that team is gone, despite the fact that Oscar Sunquist was in attendance. Um, oh God, I'm, it's a, a shame that he had you to watch put that. Him. You put that fucking game on for Sunquist. That dude, that dude's glad he's in Detroit. No one should be no. glad they're in Detroit. He's <laughs> so happy that he's in Detroit. He's like Jeff Blashill's out of here. Things are finally looking up. <laughs> so, Oscar Sunquist is an agent of change, man. If that dude can arrive at a franchise, arrive at the Blues and win him a cup, and then arrive at the Red Wings and finally get Jeff Blashell fired, that man, right. that man could do anything. He's a sign of good things to come if he's on your team. Uh, That's right. If Maple yeah. Leafs should trade for him; they'll get out of the first round. That's right, guaranteed. He gives you everything. He gives you all you ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can only say embarrassing so many times but it's just true it was just an embarrassing game and like the effort was embarrassing their their actions towards Kadri were embarrassing the, their post-game comments that I'm reading about them just being like oh we just got out worked really bad and we're gonna focus on next game those are embarrassing like mm-hmm. make it it's just if you don't want to get pulled into the cadre stuff in your comments, because that's what it seems to do, they just want to focus on what was going on in the game. I'm like, you know what was going on in the game was you guys were crazy distracted. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you also played like shit. So if that's what you want to focus on, cool. We can also focus on the fact that you played like complete ass and had like seven shots through halfway through the game. Mm-hmm. Like, terrible. They had six at the exact halfway point. I know for Fucking a fact. Terrible. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? I get the Avalanche are very good. They are they are very very good. Um, I I think they don't really have that that many problems with Calgary or Edmonton. Quite honestly, yeah. I feel they're they're finals battle. It's Tampa. It's Tampa as all the way at this point. And and here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing. I'm rooting Avs a thousand percent. A thousand percent. I'm rooting for the Avalanche to win. Like, yeah, I don't need a three peat. You want a three peat? Ah, uh, gross. What's wrong with um, you? I'm all, I'm all in on the avalanche. Um, you said something. What do I want to talk about? Embarrassing. I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, it's blues lose five. What was it? Six to three in the six final three. final tally. But um, really doesn't matter. They they made a horse's ass of themselves and. <laughs> Next game is the, the little, next game yeah. is the easiest game to predict of your life. Like they they get scored on they get scored on first they get yep. scored on uh, multiple times and meet like um, immediately in the first yep. I'm gonna say six minutes it's three nothing already and, uh, and then, a little though, bit of, a little bit of push uh, a little bit of push but not but seriously folks not a lot of push that's enough. Yep enough push that the TNT people have to say something about it 
and they're uh-huh. relieved because you can tell they're always relieved when the other team like makes a little bit of a game of it. They're like, oh, thank God, thank God, here we go. Okay. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, a Tarasenko shot that rang the post. Oh, okay. Who knows what could happen? They get maybe like a lucky goal and then it's, and then it's lights out. Then it's 4-1-5-1-6-1, whatever. Like this is, this is the St. Louis Blues that you've seen before where you go, well, they have to, right? Mm-hmm. They got to show up. It's an elimination game. They might lose, but they have to show up. They're not yeah. going to not show up. But you know what? Julie. Julie. They're not going to not show up. You're comfortable talking about that, right? How your husband's loaded. <laughs> they, uh, they will not show up and they will get dirt roaded. <laughs> Baruby's like, Billy who says a very attractive goalie. Craig. <laughs> Come on, Craig. <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah, it's all over. I mean, we're not, you know, maybe maybe we miracle win a you know, galaxy brain our way to a win in, in five, but we ain't taking three straight from the avalanche. We talked about that last time. So that's fine. Um, I never thought we were going to win this series. I never saw it playing out the way that it does, which kind of goes back to that conversation we had last series about like the the playoffs are a series of many episodes. They're not just one big movie, you know, but mm. it just sucks. It, it sucks so hard because like we could have gone down in this series and Bennington could have stayed healthy and we could have lost in six games and had a very respectable exit from the playoffs and felt pretty right. good about it. Right. And now it's like, you know, now we don't know what Bennington is. We don't, we don't know about his health. I mean, presumably they'll know how severe or not severe his injury is. But, like, um, there is, to me, it, there's no justification for re-signing Billy Huso if he wants over $2 million. I'm so, he's, he's fallen to pieces. He's absolutely fallen to pieces, which is fine. Look, we're not in the playoffs without Billy Huso. This is not a crap on Billy Huso time. But it is a reminder that goaltending is pretty fickle. And mm-hmm. a hot streak doesn't mean you're suddenly the best goalie on earth. And, you know, all that talk about we can't possibly trade really who so at the deadline. Well, what if, what if we had though? You know, like <laughs> how much worse off could we possibly be? Like, and this is, I'm not crapping on Billy Huso. All I'm saying is he's looked very terrestrial or even worse than that in this series and last series. Um, oh, but oh. Did you see those? Did I send you those Michael Blake McCurdy tweets? I don't think so. Oh, Ian, I've never been madder at a tweet. I think I did because we talked about the humility in the uh, in the advanced stats community. Oh, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. But Michael Blake McCurdy, the st- advanced stat guy, tweeted something like something to the effect of, um, "Oh, what a tragedy! The Blues are forced by injury to place their better goaltender to play their better goaltender." Here it is. Blues forced by injury to play their stronger goalie. What a shame. Um, and then somebody retweeted, I mean, we can't ignore what Bennington has done in this run, LOL. And he said, you sure can. There's no virtue in being fooled by randomness, no matter how recent. You fucking morons. I am so pro-analytics, but there is no one that is a worst evangelist for the analytics community than any member of the analytics community. They are almost universally smug, arrogant, and entirely inflexible on their positions. Do you know what kind of a moron, Ian, it takes to look at goalies that, let me look this up so I'm not misquoting it, (laughs) goalies that have comparatively a 949 playoff save percentage in six games and an 891 playoff save percentage in four games that's probably going to be worse after this game and think well clearly the 891 is the better goalie because that's what fancy numbers tell me like i am sorry this is a complete diatribe but like how (laughs) how big a prick do you have to be to think you sound like the smart guy in the room when you say some shit like that um Still numbers anyway. on the page. Yeah, it's like that's and, and I'm like I'm so pro, I'm so pro advanced stats, but just don't be a moron. You could, mm. you could even say, hey, you know what? The advanced stats suggest who says by far the better goalie. This might not be as bad a, a situation for the, them as they think. 
That's a that's a stat you that's a tweet you can say, but when you have to be a smug jackass about it, nobody ends up thinking your position is any more tenable. Anyway, um, I forget Sorry. why. Go ahead. I was going to say there is a a quote from Perron about this uh, uh-huh. game. Perron from Rutherford says Perron wasn't surprised. He wasn't surprised uh, that the Abs got a five on three with penalties against him. Bushnevich. He says no. We were just trying to create a spark. We need more fight in our group. We need more guys. I think just creating a spark or whatever is required required during the game. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. You don't create a spark spark by going down 5-3. Shut the fuck up, dude. I love you, David. I love you. I got a shirt. I'll get a jersey. I'll I'll forget about this someday because it's just going to get buried or whatever. Hopefully. But shut the hell up. God damn it. Are you that's fucking a- serious? <laughs> that's one of the Don't worst. Don't speak. <laughs> the mouth doesn't move. It looks cheap. <laughs> that's that's one of the worst post-game comments I have ever heard. <laughs> Never heard. And also, if that was your goal, it didn't work. There was no spark. This and then somebody asked him about trying to murder the guy after the penalty. Someone did quote, oh. did quote a Rutherford and put that gift in there. And they're like, is this the spark? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Is that the joke? <laughs> I just need to watch that show again. I enjoy my life. Is that the joke on Nassim Kadri's widow? You got her, David. You really got her. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, this is just this is just put such a bad taste in my mouth about this team. I guess the nice part of this is like there's going to be no sadness. When, when they lose either Wednesday or whenever they choose to mm-hmm. lose, like, just rip it off, baby. Rip off the band-aid. Let me watch more Battle of Alberta. That's um, right. Kane's lightning will be dope. Like, all, the ser- all the hockey we have left to watch should be a hell of a lot of fun to watch other than the Blues' um, mm-hmm. continued self-execution. So it's just, it just, uh, it just sucks. And I think the worst part is, like, I don't know what to do about Bennington now. We don't know what to do about goalkeeping. Despite everything we just said, I don't know how you cannot figure out a way to reassign David Braun. Like he's too important to this team and he's going to take a discount. True. Very true. And despite what he just said, <laughs> you're going to have to swallow your anger for a minute and just like, how can I mean, look at what he's done in these playoffs. Besides that, besides all the stupid shit he's done, you know. We're trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's uh, robert thomas is a R- rfa and he needs money or does no, he not. he's got another year <laughs> oh, okay nice and like but yes off, i mean in general um i saw a lot of people he, saying that this is this proves that we need better defense and stuff too and to that i agree but i also tell it say to you um who who are you moving? Who's leaving? Mm-hmm. Tory Krug, Justin Vaughn, Colt Breaker? Is someone taking those contracts? Those $6.5 million contracts? Because if they're not, uh, I hate to break it to you, there ain't no improvement on defense. You're not paying another, you're not paying a fourth defenseman that much money to then come in here and be like, playing not that many minutes and make no impact whatsoever so i think to me that's like the hardest part to swallow is like yeah we need better we need some better defensemen we need better team d and i'm like team d we can work on better defensemen oh you're stuck with them you can fiddle around with the robert portuzos of the world which this team won't do um or you know where scott forever baby yeah, Scott Perimich, you know, uh, uh, he's my new David Prawn. He's the real star of the postseason. He's looked really good <laughs> in his limited time. Um, 
you know, I, I just don't know what you do with this team this summer. Obviously, the forward group's pretty set, and you run that back because they looked really good this year. So, like, you, mm-hmm. you know, you just hope it pans out different for them and production-wise and stuff in the postseason. Like, I know you're going to hear a lot of people being like, well, Robert Thomas didn't show up. Jordan Kyrie looked shitty. You know, it wasn't engaged the whole time. Maybe we should move one of them. And to that, I say, nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. You know what we absolutely shouldn't do, but absolutely will do, is give Nick Letty that three-year, $6 million contract right after the season's that's over. That's that fourth defenseman you need. That's oh, the guy. Maybe. That's he's that, played that's fine, but again. He's been so much better than I thought, and I'm also so happy to see him just leave. <laughs> like, yeah, just Like, that's a rental. Next. Just let him rent. Just let him just, just rent, Army. Just be okay with renting someone. Ah, you don't have money. You need money. <laughs> I'm getting mad at hypothetical moves he hasn't made yet, Ian. Oh, this is this is the best part of the season is when we just start to irrationally get angry about the things right. this team I really will do, or won't do. I really did want to write like a email to like my my like ticket representative and be like, is like, do you send these if I'm like angry enough? Will you send this to someone or whatever? Because I just want to be like, I hope. Can you tell Armstrong to tell these dudes I'm fucking embarrassed? I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> like, can someone tell them? I'd like to write my senator. I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> and it's like you want to. Your your monkey brain wants. To, I see Avs fans. You know, fuck the Blues, fuck Prime, blah blah blah. And I want like, to be yeah. like, no, you no, you don't, sir. But I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> I feel like still yeah, Dangle when they're fuck. like, man, Leafs suck. And he's like, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> you can't convince me. I love thank God shit. they thank God they won the cup. Like I really do think there's an undercurrent of like oof, 2019, woof. Because uh if they hadn't, I think this would just be like this would be like cheese grater to the face depressing. This would just be like, well. <laughs> Yeah. Here we go again, again, again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's enough about this crap whole team. Um, God, it sucks. It really sucks. Um, God damn it, Craig. We need a lot more guys to step up for sure in that department. Goal scoring. If you want to score goals, you've got to get to the hard areas. We need more. We need more from other guys. Robert Thomas ain't got to get to the hard areas. Stop preaching that nonsense. I mean, like, yes, but no. But, you know. Peron kept digging and he said create a spark like six times did you read this whole quote ian froze everybody ian froze ian froze oh my god oh my god all right i'm gonna pause and when we come back we'll have ian reacting to david prom saying create a spark more times than um rihanna said the word work just a moment welcome back we left on a cliffhanger ian's computer connection dropped out again um so he didn't hear me tease this part but ian are you aware how many times david Prawn said find a spark or start a spark it was i think you only read one of the tweets and there were three ian (sighs) it was it was bad he says and i quote um No, we were just trying to create a spark. We need more right fight in our group. We need more guys, I think, just creating a spark or whatever is required during the game. Continue. I saw Booch get in there. Those things can happen, and it will turn out to be four on four, and I thought the rest probably made the right calls. We were just creating, to, trying to create a spark. Continued. I don't know if it was just about him. It was about creating a spark. I just, like, we were up one nothing. We had three shots or whatever. Then they were up 3-1, and I just feel like we didn't have enough pushback. So, there you go. Create a spark. Create a spark. Fucking PK? 
we will rally around the PK and we will play good hockey. Like I mean, we could we couldn't win any fucking worse. Uh this fucking team. Yikes. All right. Um, Ian, it's late. It's it's late in the evening. Do you have any thoughts about the um inevitable ascension of the Tampa Bay Lightning? Oh boy, yeah. Um anyone but oh, did I miss did we misread that series, huh? Yeah. Embarrassing. Also, yeah. if the strip if the strip club thing is true, you fire everybody on that team. You got it, you burn it to the ground. I don't <laughs> care if they want a president's trophy. If you guys went to the strip, like whoever is your captain, absolutely rip it off his shirt. I don't care if it's Barkov, whoever it is. If he had any idea this was happening, rip it off his shirt. <laughs> like like so Burnett's gotta go. Like that is so that's one of the worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> that's true. From like a competitive standpoint. Also, though, mad props to the guy who just had the balls to just tweet. Well, I spoke to my strip club sources, the best in the business. <laughs> I'll say she's the best in the business. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you go from like the best offense in the entire league to like getting swept? But then one, again, one power play goal on like 25 opportunities. What year is it? Was it 2019 when? Uh, Tampa got swept by the Blue Jackets, so like it happens. It's happened to them. Um, I was just looking at the President's Trophy winners who um, haven't won, and it's obviously everybody since like the Blackhawks did mm. it one year. Um, so it's been like a decade now. But three, at least two or three of them, had gone on to win the Stanley Cup the next season. And I think it's really a learning experience about like the the you know. Uh, energy management it takes and not throwing everything at the wall during the regular season because you know Tampa did it and then they got beat by Columbus um, and then they haven't done it since then they've won mm-hmm. three in a row and I think it's because they've learned like okay we can throttle down during the season you know, right. we can give Kucher off the season off we can finish third it's fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I I don't know who I don't know who beats them now because they've got a they've got a nice long rest now before. Right. Part of me was uh, like, oh, Carolina will be a really good matchup. I still think it will be, but then I like even didn't they sweep Carolina last year though. I don't know if they did. Maybe pretty There's sure like, they did. Though. They have like Vasilevsky though. Like I don't even care who they have, and I'm like, yeah, they got like playoff Vasilevsky. I'm like, oh no, I don't know if you can beat that guy. <laughs> He is as close to like Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out as a goalie has ever been. Um, four, four to one on Carolina last year. Oh, um, quite a sweep. Well, that's a fuck. <laughs> if the abs are your only hope, man, I think that's as close as you can get to that. And then I just fear that. Well, let's not, let's not rule out the possibility that Connor McDavid just wills his way individually to a Stanley Cup. No, that would but, be cool. That would be um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Connor McDavid wins the Stanley Cup with 70 points in 28 games. Can you give somebody two con smites? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we figured we'd make another one for you. Yeah. <laughs> just make you feel better. Um, anything else, Rick? Bonus moving on from the stars, no surprise there. Okay, we may have talked about that last time. Um, uh, Giordano signed two years for 800k per year. Um, what a what a steal! I, I saw somebody, I saw somebody tweet, This is an incredible signing by Kyle Davis, and I'm like, No, it's not, guy, that's not. It's an easy sign, man. Any GM in the league would sign that. The GO comes to him and is like, hey, I'm thinking about signing here for 800 k a year. And they're probably like, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> um, uh, all right. We've talked enough. It's 1.30 Eastern time almost. Ian, any final thoughts heading into next game or anything you want to get out there? Anything you would like to say to create a spark? <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. Um, be, <laughs> be less embarrassing. Can you just lose embarrassingly, like with through your performance, perhaps? Maybe just like be a shitty hockey team. That would like cleanse my pal a little bit, and I'd be like, oh, okay. 
I've that seen shitty be, hockey before. That would be elimination game tradition for the Blues. So here's that. <laughs> Folks, it's your favorite time of the year. It's elimination day. It's when you go, well, they, they got to show up. Yeah, that's right. But they won't. Uh, what a, what it's like saying they got to show up. What a shambles they've made of Victoria Day. But um, to those of you who celebrate the Canadian cats in the audience, um happy victoria day happy tidings um whatever you do to make someone's life better tomorrow just create a spark and go from there and we'll talk to you real soon good night everyone see you